Episode 9, Romance is Self-Care. Welcome to Romancing the Story, a podcast centered around reading and writing romance. My name is Sarah Gomez. I'm your host, budding romance author, and general love enthusiast. Hello, loves. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I've been gone for a little while in order to help process and reflect on everything that is going on in the moment. I just needed to get back in the right headspace in order to kind of help record a new podcast. So I took some time away in order to kind of help me take care of myself, really. I noticed that in my last two podcasts, I was significantly more pessimistic and preachy in tone. That's not usually the route I like to take with this podcast in particular, and that that's not really what this podcast or is about. Um, and to be honest, I, I'm just really not that type of person, but I feel it's important that we really need to address pervasive issues. I'm just the type of person who likes to face issues head on. I'd rather address a pervasive issue and try to make sure that we fix it, even if it's just marginally. I tend not to shy away from tough conversations. Uh, Those are very needed, especially nowadays when people are so cagey about speaking out about real issues that we should be talking about. We need to address injustice and discrimination and call it what it is. We can do better as a society to prevent those things in the future. We can't ignore them or push it off as another generation's issue. For reference for future listeners, this is being recorded in August of 2020. Right now, we are in the midst of a pandemic, job loss, death of loved ones, and pushing for a revolution to change status quo of the current biased system that actively discriminates against others. So with all that being said, let's make this episode somewhat light and fluffy in comparison. First, though, I have a really important question to ask you. How are you doing? Are you doing okay? Are you making it day to day with all the chaos around us? Are you staying healthy, mentally, physically? How about emotionally? Are you taking care of yourself? That's where I wanted to go today in this podcast. I've seen parallels in romance books where heroines do things for themselves as a way of showing love and care for their own well-being. If you'll bear with me, I have no script today, so I'm kind of freewheeling it, but I promise I'll get to a point. So if you'll just hang in there with me. I wanted to talk today about how romance in itself is self-care. I don't remember much from school. Like, you kind of remember the basic stuff, but like really specific instances of learning something. 
is, for the most part, fuzzy. But I particularly remember this one time in theology class when we talked about love in the Greek language and different meanings for them. You see, there are three types of love in the Greek language. There's phileo, which is the friendship love. And then there's agape, which is the unconditional love, like a mother might have for her children. And then there is eros, which is the sexual type of love. Romance writers, take note. Eros is the root word of the word erotic. So we have the Greeks to thank for that. I remember in that moment hearing those different words with different meanings to love, the concept of love as a multifaceted thing, and actually putting names to the different types of love. Unfortunately, in the English language, we only have one word for love to encompass all types and meanings of love. Telling my dog I love him is different than telling my husband or my friends and family that I love them. I love all of them, but all of them have a different type of love that I want to give. People are weirded out by the word love, like when someone says I love you. And to be honest, that's really okay. It's a loaded word. It has a lot of meanings to a lot of different people. But the one type of love that we hardly ever talk about and often forget to give is love to ourselves. It's important for us to take time for ourselves. With everything going on, things that were already difficult have been rendered nearly impossible, requiring so much more time and effort on our parts. You see, when I started this podcast, I had been running myself really hard. I didn't stop to take time to breathe, much less grieve the loss of my job or the impact of the virus left on my loved ones and friends and neighbors alike. My mom and Nana in particular were subject to the repercussions of lockdown. You see, my Nana had been hospitalized earlier in the year, and she's been going downhill for a little while, and she doesn't quite have all her faculties about her. She suffered a pretty intense infection and was in the hospital for several months. When she was finally released, she went back to her independent living facility. But we couldn't go with her. We couldn't see her. Nobody could go to really help her recoup after being in the hospital for several months. So her mobility drastically deteriorated and her motor skills, which were shaky before, were practically rendered nil. And we were told that we would have to put her back in the hospital because the infection had come back with a vengeance. She really had no fight left in her to really push through her infection or try to 
do the rehabilitation that the hospital was asking her to do. All of it stemmed from the fact that she couldn't see her family. She's very hard of hearing, and we weren't allowed to come and visit her in the hospital. We could see her through the window, which we did several times, and we could video chat with her, but she has a hard time with technology, so that option wasn't a great solution. So we put her back in the hospital, and she did get better. But when she came back out again, my mom decided she did not want my Nana to be back in the hospital again. So she took on the role of caretaker. And she took on the burden financially, emotionally, and physically. There was so much uncertainty of if my Nana was going to stay well, if she was going to be able to really recover her motor skills and her mobility again because she was having a very, very difficult time doing anything. And there were several times throughout the ordeal where my mom called me weekly, either crying or upset from another setback or how my Nana was being very stubborn and wouldn't really cooperate as far as her rehab. For a while there, nothing was really getting better. We weren't really seeing improvement in my Nana. After staying with my mom for several weeks and having several family members come by and check on her, she reignited with a spark of life. She decided she wanted to fight again. Again, my mom was able to help support her financially to get her assistant living and to get her a rehabilitation specialist to help my Nana regain her motor skills that she had lost. After everything was kind of settled down for a while, my mom was so relieved. And I told her to go relax, take a shower, and watch some Outlander. I knew that Outlander was her favorite show and that that's really her happy space. So I just wanted her to feel better because she had completely forgone just herself in order to fully take care of my Nana with whatever she needed. Sometimes it feels wrong and inauthentic to put on a happy face when we are struggling to keep our emotions and stress from spiraling out of control. We run ourselves too hard in order to meet deadlines, feel useful, and take care of others. There's very little, if anything, left over for ourselves. Focusing on each day as it comes is a good way to cope during crisis. But it's easy to neglect our own wants and needs within these contexts, just like my mom. When I say the word self-care or self-love, I mean just that. Care for yourself. Love yourself. I haven't read a whole lot of romance, where there's a plot point of the heroine using self-care or 
romancing herself. And honestly, when I mention self-care, what I consider to be self-care or self-love is taking time for yourself and doing something just a little bit selfish. That's for no one else but you. Two books I read fairly recently that kind of brought this idea about of self-care and really talking about loving yourself was Sierra Simone's Misadventures of a Curvy Girl. It was very briefly mentioned, but the heroine talked about how as a bigger girl, she was being pushed to lose weight, but she decided she had decided to embrace her curves. But one thing specifically that she had mentioned was that an ex-boyfriend had tried to get her to go to workout sessions, go to the gym and do certain workouts. Well, she joined a dance class, not because he was pushing her to, but because she wanted to do it for herself. She thought, I've always wanted to take dance, so I'm going to take a dance class. Like to me, that was self-care. That was self-love. She did it because she wanted to and dang it, didn't matter what anyone else said about it. It wasn't for anyone's benefit or had anything to do with them. It was all for her. And if you've listened to previous podcasts, you might already be familiar with Susan Sheehy. She came onto the podcast for an interview and she's a very good friend. She wrote a book in which the heroine, Gemma, did kickboxing classes. Now, it was used as part of character development, which was very smart and also a great way of kind of showing us kind of what kind of person she was. But she didn't really do it for anything else but the fact that she wanted to do it. Like she was using, she used it as her own kind of escape. She used it because she was very interested in it and she wanted to do it. I appreciate that. And again, I love seeing those kind of things in a heroine in my romance. That's incredible because I do similar things and it encourages me to also do those types of things. So to the real meat of the podcast, the reason you all came, why is romance self-care? Well, we use it as a way to escape our own reality. When I'm reading a romance or I'm listening to a romance, I don't have to worry about nothing but the characters and how they're going to achieve their HEA. Love releases endorphins, and I want to experience that. And I want to just sit back and take a load off from my day-to-day grind sometimes. It can also be very cathartic. As I've mentioned before in other podcasts, love always wins in romance. And for the most part, good guys get the reward and bad guys lose. So in most romances, there is a piece of catharsis where 
there is justice in the world and maybe we can view it as a better world than what we really have. Another point is we can explore other points of view. We can learn about different cultures, different people, different types of jobs, um, different countries that we may not have known about before or kind of thought about in certain ways. Literally, because Outlander is my mom's favorite TV show, again, a piece of self-care, she became incredibly interested in the series. My mom doesn't read for fun too much because she does it so often in her job. So it takes a lot for her to be very interested enough to read, much less read a whole series. And my mom is absolutely obsessed with Outlander the series right now. She loved the books so much and became so interested in the culture of Scotland that we took a trip last year to Scotland (laughs) for about a week or so. We explored pieces of Scotland and Scottish history. And my mom ate every bit of it up. And finally, why romance is self-care? It's a safe space. There are no judgments. When you are sitting and reading a book or listening to an audiobook, a lot of times it's just you and the book. And you don't have to answer to anyone else. Nobody can touch that. It is yours and yours alone. No one gets to take that from you. No one gets to ruin that for you. I have a girlfriend who I used to work with very recently who listened to audiobooks in her car. Now, she has two teenage-ish boys and... She doesn't listen to it while they're in the car because usually they can get a little steamy, if you know what I mean. But that was her safe space. She said she can escape anytime and she would listen to them often, a lot of times after before work because it helped her relax. And specifically when we were having really bad days at work, which we had quite a few of them, nothing could take that away from her. She enjoyed that, and that was something that nobody else got to experience with her besides her. Like, really quick side note and just a funny story to me. I remember I was with another girlfriend from that from a previous work life. We had gone out to lunch together, and I remember spotting a lady from across the restaurant who was sitting by herself eating chips and salsa, and reading Sylvia Day's Bear to You, right in broad daylight. And I remember thinking, you go, girl. You get it. And that also reminds me, you know, now that I think about it, I have a lot of friends I have known who use like, (laughs) who read romance in order to kind of brighten their day as their one bright spot for the day. I knew another girl when I was in college who we had several classes together and she was super sweet. But I remember she would often have her Kindle with her 
and she'd be reading through it every day. And I would always ask her, I said, well, what are you reading? She was a very voracious reader. So like literally any time between classes, we would usually have back-to-back classes in the same room or they were like right down the hall from each other. So within 10 minutes to get to the room, you know, the 10 minute break we had between classes, she'd pop out that Kindle and read for 10 minutes. So I finally asked her, I said, what are you reading? I said, do you have any good suggestions? And she says, oh, I'm not sure you'd want to read this. I said, why? (laughs) And she told me it was, she's like, oh, it's a really dirty romance. I was like, you are speaking my language, girl. (laughs) Turns out that she said she thought it was funny that she would read just the dirtiest, raunchiest romances she could find because she enjoyed them. And I guess it was her kink. She said she just found it so satisfying that she was reading in school and that people thought probably she was reading for, you know, something really academic related or possibly something really smart. And But she was, she says, I just get a kick that they, you know, between classes, I'm reading a dirty, raunchy romance right in front of everybody and nobody knows about it but me. Like, that is empowering. (laughs) That is a goal. (laughs) So romance books are a perfect indulgence when you need, as I mentioned, a safe space or just to escape from reality for a little bit. It is such a huge piece of self-care for us. And listen, I've had several romances do this for me. But in particular, I don't know why, but I, this was more, this is more me, but I I watched an an old anime I I saw the other day. But sometimes romance is like the perfect indulgence when a therapeutic laugh or cry is needed. Like I mentioned, I watched an old anime the other day and I do not know why. But one scene in particular got to me and I sat there and bawled for like straight up an hour. Just tears streaming down my face, all snot nosed. Like my husband could not understand what was happening. (laughs) And to be honest, I'm not sure what was happening either. But it felt so good to cry afterwards. I I don't know why... I don't know why I needed that moment, but I needed to have that moment. I felt such a relief afterwards. And anything that can bring on that high of emotion and help us get that release is only helping us not to keep those emotions bottled up within us. Because if we keep those emotions bottled up within us, they end up festering or they end up blowing up. And I've done that more often than I even want to admit. We need to allow ourselves a time out occasionally to realign our perspective. There's no shame or guilt in treating yourself to the occasional escapism of a good raunchy book. And damn it, it just feels nice. A big appeal to for part of romance is self-care is that you can pick your poison to kind of suit your mood. You can go with something sweet and cute 
or something a little more angsty and steamy with graphic detail. Just like my friend. (laughs) Just like my friend from college. Find a new favorite story or author in your preferred genre, or go to an old favorite. It doesn't matter. Find the romance book that makes you swoon and read or listen to the heck out of that thing. And you don't have to necessarily pick up a physical book. Like I said, you can always use audiobook as well. Audiobooks are a great way to kind of get in your self-care. I will often listen to audiobooks while I'm just doing mundane chores around the house. Make time for yourself. Even if it's only 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening. Schedule time for yourself because you know what? You're important. You are just as important. Your mental health is just as important as anything else on your schedule. So make time and schedule something, a piece of time every single day where you can enjoy some self-care. When I had a really, really long commute, I would often listen to audiobooks in the car. Or I sometimes took a train into work, so I would read on the train. Nowadays, because our commute has been cut down so significantly, there are opportunities to listen to like audiobooks doing mundane chores or taking time right before bed, 15 minutes. It can only be 15 minutes. And you can spare 15 minutes. And you can... Grab a book. Or you know what? Romance is a huge part of self-care, but you have other options as well. You can paint your toenails or do a hair mask or take a long bath. Light some candles. Honestly, when I took some time away from the podcast, I did my own self-care regimen. I completely rearranged my workspace and I created my own audio booth. So if I sound a little different, that's why. (laughs) But you know what? It wasn't really for anyone else but me because I said to myself, I want to be more productive. I know this will help me. And this is something I want to do. I know it sounds silly, but anything from coloring and coloring books or reading 15 minutes of your favorite romance novel is a huge positive impact on your mental health and all of us deserve a break one last question for you before we go what are your favorite types of self-care thanks again for listening loves and be sure to take care of yourself Book recommendations for this episode, Misadventures of a Curvy Girl by Sierra Simone and The Prince of Solana by Susan Sheehy. I'd love to connect with you and here's how. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Romance the Story. 